Hey fans, we all love some good music. A variety of music. What if we could bring Chriswell Studios to you 24-7? That's a long work schedule. Maybe, but you know, we just might have it. The best variety of music for multiple decades live on your phone 24-7 with our Gay Orlando Live online radio station. Better known as Go Live. Download the TuneIn app and search for Go Live or go to ChristenWill.com for more info. Lots of new shows coming and holiday programming, so tune in! We're back! Yes, we are! Season 3 of What About Our Life, the amazing, universally recognized, and most talked about show. You can hear us on iHeartRadio, Google, Apple, Spotify, and now Amazon Music. For all the amazing information, links, and to hear our show online, go to our website at chrisandwill.com and follow us on Instagram at chris.and.will. And also follow us on Facebook under The Real Prince Charmings. What's this? What about our life? Is it that bad? No, what about our life with Chris and Will? Oh, the show that gets you talking. Yeah, and these two haven't stopped talking for three seasons. <laughs> why did the teddy bear say no dessert? I don't know why. Because he was stuffed. <laughs> okay, buddy. We clear? Welcome to another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Hi! How are you guys? Great to see you again. You know, our Williams Heart Pens have been extremely popular. Yes, yes, yes. And we are so excited about that. If you haven't gotten yours yet, you can still get some. All you have to do is go to our website at chrisandwill.com. I am so overjoyed by the success and more than honored. Thank you. You should be. It's for a great cause, and the design is designed by a former Disney artist. Wow. So get yours while they last, you guys. You should. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this week, as we return for another great episode, we're going to be talking about sending out some great positive vibes with laws of action. Wow. Yes. (laughs) We all kind of need that right now. Uh So... With everything going on and changing. So let's go into that. Okay. Let's talk about staying focused. Let's start it off with that. Staying focused. You know, staying focused is very hard to do, especially when you're getting older. And as you're getting older and your body changes and your your life in general changes, you don't have the same energy as you used to. Or so you think. Yeah. And then, you know, even things are evolving and you know you have to evolve with it mm-hmm. you know like for example um as you go into life technology changes and upgrades and yes. sometimes <laughs> sometimes you miss those little things that you once took for granted like for example like the home phones and the dial oh yes and so forth yes. and you hated doing that because you're like oh my gosh this takes forever it takes forever but now 
when you simplistic of cell phones, you're like, I kind of miss having to walk around with a cordless phone and, <laughs> and so forth. You, you kind of miss <laughs> all that. And, you know, believe it or not, you guys, uh, as we talk about our age, we actually still have our old answering machine. Yes, we do. And yes. we still have our, I think we still have our cordless phone and other phones. We have the cordless phone and we also, I think, have the original tape of the greeting. Yes, that we, we do. Had. We do. This was before, what, voicemail and all that. Yes. Now, I don't know if they still work but we still yeah. have them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as part of staying focused, it's hard to adapt to those types of changes because you really enjoyed those moments. And as they start to disappear in your current life, they can only really be memories. And so that's hard to do. So staying focused is, is of course, important. Of course. Because it's it's goal setting. Yeah. It, it's kind of like goal setting. If you, you If you have a goal in your life of, wanting to do certain things, then you have to stay focused to meet that goal. And you're going to get a lot of interruptions. Trust me, you're going to mm -hmm. get a lot of interruptions. And, yep. you know, and part of that is having difficulties letting go. Oh, huge. Wow. Yep. yep. Everybody has a difficulty in something. And mm -hmm. letting go is one of the most complicated, especially when it hits home. Yeah. Um, especially if it's something you've been very associated with, like family uh, you lose a loved one this year definitely has been that mm -hmm. I think a lot of people in their life for the first time I think ever in in my lifetime I've had more people um, adapt and relate because we've all lost somebody this year and multiple yeah. people in our case mm -hmm. um, and it's it's sad it's really hard and it's hard to to let go sometimes another thing is is letting go of certain negativities in your life big and time and i think that with how the year has in no pun intended panned out um i really do believe that it's basically whatever we didn't see before it's there and we have to change yeah we just we have to do it you know what and by change. that change, there's something better. It's basically saying not only more efficiency or quality, but you feel better. Change is hard. Yeah. And don't be afraid of it. Yeah. Stay yeah. with it. Mm -hmm. Stay with it. It's going to feel like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Am I doing something incorrectly? Is something about to happen? And then out of just like, wow. Oh, wow. You know, it's hey. kind of like, I say a lot of this and, in, in, you know, if you, if you see the pictures between Willie and I, Willie and I both, both have different weight scenarios and he's a lot skinnier than I am. And the thing of it is, I always say with the mental mind is almost like a, it's almost like a diet because a diet is really hard to keep up with. And so is a change mm -hmm. because you set yourself as going, okay, I'm going to go on this diet and I'm going to, and I'm going to give this up or I'm going to change this. And then you, you start to go do it and everything in your head starts to keep you from wanting to do it. It's like, you want to say, okay, I'm going to give up this. And then all of a sudden um, every McDonald's turns up in every corner that you go with you, you start smelling French fries and you start scenting all these different things that you're supposed to give up and every it's it's like you're starting to dream of Krabby Patties in your head. <laughs> yes, it's it's just like that. And so wow, change, wow. change to me is like a diet because it's really hard to start out with. It's really hard to keep up with. But when you finally get there and you've changed, 
you feel so much better about yourself, but you also have to remember you have to stay with it uh -huh. because if you don't stay with it, then you're going to change back to the way you were before. And then you're going to have to start all over again. Oh. And it becomes difficult. Yeah. Another thing that I can't stand, I'm very poor with surprises. You know, I am not a big fan of surprises. Only because, Surprise! Exactly. Only, <laughs> Sorry. Because, <laughs> only because of expectations. You know, I, I live a very independent life. And I've always lived a very independent life. So when stuff comes in and surprises come in and people do certain things, then it's like, okay, well, how am I supposed to react to that? Because they're expecting you to react a certain way, or they want you to react a certain way. But and you don't want to, you don't want to make their feelings hurt or the negativity out of that surprise to the fact that no matter it's the unknown, you can't control the unknown. You can't control what you don't know or can't see. Mm -hmm. And that's with the pandemic. We don't know how to handle it. We didn't know how to deal with it, let alone how to live with it. And when there's so many people, when there's so many people and not really much leadership in the, in the role to <laughs> guide us, then you're kind of just stuck scratching your head and say, you know, I got this bill to pay. I do have this bill to pay. Um, I have no job to pay it. I have zero money in my account to pay it. I want to call the company, so I'll call the company, but they're going to expect me to pay it sometime or another. Or even, so I don't yep. know what to do. And in some cases, a lot of people have never really been in that position to know how to handle certain exactly, things. Exactly. Yeah. So they've been forced to change. So for me, that's why I kind of avoid surprises as much as I can because, you know, they're just, you just don't, they're the unknown and you just don't know how to handle them. Mm -hmm. And birthday surprises, those, you know, surprise stuff, that could be great and great feelings. But I'm talking about surprises as far as the unknown yeah. in life. Yeah, I, I think, think it can also, be hard. not only that, but when those surprises happen, and like, for example, I could just step up and say, you know what? Yeah, surprise just happened. And you think, wow, my day is just done. You know, and then you got to just stay focused and then it well, you it's, do it's what almost, you need to do. It's almost like, okay, well, you got to adapt to the change. Now you got to stay positive with the change. Now you got to feel yeah. it, think it, and everything else with it. Uh -huh. And, you know, and I'm, I'm a firm believer in mind over matter, that if you put your mind to it, then it will it will come to life, uh, basically meaning that if you wake up every day or you constantly are putting in your mind some way or another that um, something bad is going to happen, then something bad's going to happen. You're putting that out into the, the atmosphere. You're putting that out into the air. You're putting that out into your mind. So your mind is a very powerful tool. Mm -hmm. So I think if, if you try to tell yourself constantly tell yourself that you're gonna do certain things you eventually will get there and i'll tell you i'll kid you not i'll kid you not years ago how i knew this is um you know willie and i will go to the casinos every now and again and uh when we we were in louisiana we would go to mississippi because it wasn't too far away and there would be this specific hmm. machine that i would always play yeah and i would always tell willie i go you know what gosh i wonder what it was what it would be like to actually 
win the jackpot and actually get the whole every single person in because it was a rawhide machine so it had, had all cowboys so you had yeah. to line up every single cowboy to win the jackpot and i'm like gosh i wonder what that feeling was look like would look like or feel like so for a while i kept imagining in my head not just when we went to the casino but when we were at home god i wonder what that would feel like and i kept putting that vibe into my head and i kept seeing all of it line up and kid you not, we <laughs> went one day and it was a busy night. And usually when you go on busy nights, you don't win nothing. You just mm. don't. So, but it was funny because I was sitting in this machine and the same machine and Willie was somewhere else. And I was talking to the person beside me and she's looking at me weird. And I'm like, what are you, what is wrong with you? And she goes, look, and I turned and I had actually won the jackpot. I had actually, every one of them had lined up and I'm sitting there going, Oh, wait a minute. Oh, okay. And I've, and so I finally got it because I kept seeing myself in that position and I kept seeing myself seeing that and witness mm -hmm. that. So eventually I got that, that vibe and you don't want to say it's predicting your future, but it's that energy that we put out. So it was, it was funny because I texted him and I said, you need to come see this. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we had so many people around me because we had won the jackpot. It wasn't much. It was a little over a thousand dollars, but still, I mean, it was, it was like, wow, okay. I finally got it, you know? Yeah. So mind over matter has always been big to me. And if you put that in your head and imagine it, you're going to get there. And, you know, for years, I always imagined myself being interviewed with different places and different companies about my life. And then we've, with this show, we've had that. And yes. it's been an interesting yes. thing because everything I've imagined that interview to be was exactly what those interviews have been. And more. And more. So again, if you play stuff in your head and you stick with it and you stay with it and you keep it and you, and you work hard to try to accomplishment, you're going to get it. You're totally going to get it. So staying positive is, is is a good thing and it's hard it's like a diet it's hard and you can cheat every now and again and you're gonna have a day everybody's gonna have a day mm -hmm. but if you always sit there and try to find the best way through it vent it out i always find vent, finding a vent friend is a good friend not a vending then, machine no because that's just gonna make you gain weight <laughs> if you talk it out and you just say you know sometimes i'll have to tell willie could you not I'll have to tell Willie, just shut up. Don't say anything. I don't want you to say a word. I just want to freaking vent and I will just say so much crap. And he, he Willie's instinct is he wants to either attack it or say something to it. And I, I have to keep saying, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Just let me say it. Like right now. So when just I, when I say it, <laughs> I let it out and I feel so much better. I yeah. feel so much better because sometimes that we, that way we need to do it now thinking positive. Yeah. It's a good thing. Thinking positive is a very great thing. And like with me, I love happy faces. So I could be like down on the dumps, if you want to call it that. I see a smiling face. Bam. Ah, oh, I knew I was here the whole time. There you go. And it rolls over and it keeps going. Yep. And always know, and we've said this before, Always know that no matter what you go through in life, you're going to find a way through it. Mm -hmm. Everything is manageable one way or another. And whether you believe in faith or you don't, uh, one way or another, what is meant to happen is going to happen. And everything happens for its reason. And you don't need to know the reason. Mm. You just need to know how to continue on living. You don't need to know the reason. Why? Because sometimes if you know the reason, you're going to want to change it. 
You're going to want to alter it and you're going to want to prevent it. You're going to want to avoid it. You're going to want to not repeat it again. You're going to do so many different things. And sometimes you just need to take it for what it is and just let it ride and let it roll. That's that's the best way to do it. You feel positive by trusting in yourself and knowing your own style. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Your style is who you are and how you see yourself in the mirror and the goals you set for yourself. That mm-hmm. is your style. Yeah. Um, your style is... I, I don't like using backgrounds. I don't like yeah. using sexual preferences. I don't like using identities. I don't like using yeah. any of that. I say style because you know what? When you brush your hair, you're styling your hair. Mm-hmm. When you buy clothes and outfits that fit you that are comfortable, you're styling yourself. Mm-hmm. One way or another, you're styling yourself because you don't just go to the store and buy the first shirt. You see, oh, here's a shirt without liking it or having some sort of an interest in it. It's a style to you, whether mm-hmm. it's got all these logos on it or it doesn't. Those are your style. Yep. So always stay true to your style. And that's how you identify who you are is your style. So stay true to your style, no matter what people think. Mm-hmm. Stay true to your style because your style builds your positivity. Your mm. positivity builds your growth. Your growth builds your success. And the more success you have, the more broader your life will become. Wow. And you're going to be more willing to pay attention to your health. You're going to be more willing to pay attention to your stress level, your love, your family, everything about you. You'll pay more attention to it. And that's how you'll live longer. That's how you'll succeed better. And you'll be happy about it. Yay! That's the way it goes (laughs) with it. So keeping up with that energy, creating yourself, that is your style. Loving yourself, as we say, love yourself and the world will love you in return. Money is... Money is a thought. It is not necessary. It is a choice, but it is a requirement. Unfortunately, life revolves around money. And unfortunately, as long as you as you you stay with yourself, you'll live through you'll live through that money. I've always said, Willie and I, we don't want we if if we ever become mega rich, that's great. Yeah. But we just want to have our bills paid. And live enough to where we can be happy. Mm-hmm. And that's good. We're As long as we can do that, we're happy with it. Yeah. I don't need to make millions and millions of dollars to do what I do. I just want to be happy. Yeah. I just want to make sure my bills are paid. And I can enjoy my life. Yeah. So money doesn't necessarily have to be an importance of your life. Yes, it is important. You need to have it. But it also can be a reason for you to balance your life because sometimes when we think we need to get paid sometimes Uh we don't realize that we've gotten paid yeah this is paid Uh but we don't we don't necessarily need that extra because sometimes when we need that extra we're going to spend it on something else and then in in a week from now we're going to wish we hadn't wow so sometimes money just it needs to find it needs to teach you how to balance and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a good thing yeah so all of this is kind of like laws of action to do things and to do lists and and stuff that progresses you and maintains you and we all like to watch those diet programs and follow those rules well sometimes you just need to find a program for yourself build yourself off that program and see what works with you exactly yeah and you know that's that's truly the way it works but well you know i also think too that you know with you're saying staying positive and being happy and things like that you know, I, I would set like really, really high goals. And then you're like, wow, okay, how long? Or, you know, you going into that questioning, but you do the smallest goal 
or you start really, really small, hey, I did it. I'm happy. Yeah. Woohoo. And then you set another goal. Yeah. And then you just keep going. Uh-huh. You just keep going. Life should be about climbing your ladder. Yes. You know what? It yes. is a step by step process. Uh-huh. You know, usually when you when you're born, you usually learn to crawl first before you learn to stand. Then you learn to walk. Then you learn to run. Then you learn to do all this other stuff. It's a step by step process. I don't understand that way. Why we as adults we force ourselves to quickly rush into things before we stop to slow down to do things. Hmm. Sometimes life requires us to do that, but sometimes we can find that necessity and balance to it. And we have to remember that our life is more important than our job. Yes. Please understand that. Yes. Your life is more important than your money. Yes. It's more important than than what other people tell you to do. Your life is your life. Yep. Because at the end of the day, keep this in mind. All that keeps going when you're done. When you're gone, they keep going. So when you're gone, there's no more coming back. You're done. Life has told you you're done. You don't know when you're done. You have no clue when you're done. So live your life as you're going to be done in five minutes. So live your life the way you need to do it. Not how anybody else wants you to do it. How anybody else builds that way for you to do it. Because they're going to keep going. They're going to keep going. You are on a time limit. Hmm. You don't know when that time is. But you're on time limit. So always be positive for yourself. So in today, you're going to learn the Living with the Law of Action. It's a great book by Rob Actus. Yes. It's very much goals focused on crystal clarity and creative thinking, which is wonderful. And you know, it's interesting. Don't let the clarity frighten you. Because if you do, like we mentioned earlier, you may want to change certain things and go back into whatever don't yep. be happy for now and do you. That's right. Find your style. Mm-hmm. It helps you build a roadmap to bettering your own self, which is something we all need to be doing right now. Mm-hmm. And of course, positive energy. Yeah. You know, one thing about what's coming up is a New Year's. Yep. And everybody's going to make the biggest mistake. Oh, it's a New Year's. I'm so glad uh, 2020 what, is over what, with. Resolution time. I got to do this. Yes. Like, wait, so let's, let's, I'm going to intervene right there. The way that started, resolution, got to do this. It's not going to happen. Because look at the energy now, behind it and look at how it was, how it started. The interest isn't there. It's a must do. But if you flip it and you go, hey, you know what? doesn't matter when it is. I want to do this. But you know what? You I go. want you to ta- I want you to take a task on something. When New Year's Day comes in, I want you to go on fa- on on social media, Facebook specifically, I guess, and count how many people are going to say, "I'm so glad that year is over with." Yeah. How many people are going to say that? "I'm so glad that year is over with." And then following that, they're going to say, "Oh my gosh, a brand new year, blah blah blah." They're creating a negativity yes. and trying to make it positive. All they're going to do is turn that right back over to 2021. Uh-huh. If they started off by sitting there saying, I'm going to make my plans for 2020 and not mentioning the crap that they went through in 2020, I mean, make their plans for 2021, I mean, then they're going to bring positivity into 2021. They're not going to carry over 2020. Yeah. You know? And I'm going to tell you, everybody's going to complain about the year. But in all honesty, how bad was your year? Yes, you had some complications. Yes, you had some bumps in the road. We all have. 
We had some issues to deal with. You may have lost your job. You may not have no money. You may have lost your house. Something may have happened. You may have lost a loved one to COVID. Yes, all these things may have happened, but there's one thing you're missing. Mm -hmm. You're still alive. Yes. You're still alive. You're able to walk into 2021 making a change that you may not have been able to do before. Mm -hmm. So you are forgetting that. You're mm-hmm. forgetting that and you're you're not, you're taking everything that happened in 2020 and forgetting the most important thing that 2020 gave you. And that was it gave you the ability to find all of you, your real you and find your way to change you. Yay! Because <laughs> never in your lifetime will life be on hold again. Yeah. Because life literally went on hold stopped everything so you can make a change. Yep. You may have had some suffrage, but you still were able to say, I can now change what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to start here, get here, go here and do that. Yep. You will never see life stop again. So remember, you survived. You made it. So your 2021 should be the difference that you set yourself to see and do. Mm -hmm. That should be the new you. It shouldn't be about, oh, that year's over with. I'm so glad. Uh -uh. It should be about, okay, my training's done. I got this. Let's do it. Yep. That's the way it should be. Well, anyway, today our guest is Rob Actus, the author of that great book, Living with the Law of Action. Best-selling author. He's a motivational speaker, of course. A voice actor for certain, for plenty of commercials like uh, CarMax. Uh, Black Box Wine, Bear Aspirin, and Walmart, of course. Yeah. And he's narrated a few audiobooks, including... How the Elrod's The Miracle, Miracle Morning. Morning. Of course. Yes. Of course. So we are happy to have him on our show, and we are looking forward to talking to him and getting you pumped up and ready and planned for your 2021 that's coming up. So, yeah. So sit back. Relax, get your notepads out because you're going to get ready for taking some notes. Yes. And uh, we're going to give Rob a call. So sit back, relax. Rob Actus is coming up. When you put the pandemic aside, you start to look at your own inner self, which means your own sufferings. We're all going through something in life. Yes. Part of our brand is to help and continue to help. And help is what is needed sometimes just to be able to focus and focus the right way. I've dealt with mental abuse, anxiety, depression, and a list of other issues that I struggle with overcoming every day. Both of us have dealt with some sort of issues. With my own issues like heart disease and so forth that stuff takes a toll on you and sometimes we want to give up please please don't just like with us you'll survive all of this and no matter the current times we're all going to live happy we have created the best friends forever foundation completely managed by us and our team totally funded by our company it is built with you in mind you need someone to talk to be your friend offer you help or just your chat friend we can help Need help? We will set it up and pay for it to get you the help you need. Working with some of the best doctors in the country. Believe me, we are all in it for you. Our goal is to have assistance available to you whenever needed, even if it is to talk. We want to have a safe house for you to go get more assistance. 
these facilities will be nearest to you and guaranteed to be there for you. In dedication of celebrating you and giving you love with awareness, we have Williams Heart Pin available online to wear close to your hearts. Proceeds go directly into the foundation. Go to chrisandwill.com for all the details. Remember, you are loved. We love you. Love yourself and the world will love you in return. Chris and Will introducing you to an amazing getaway. For the first time, we both treated ourselves to a day of pampering. If you're in the Tampa, Florida area, then please make sure to treat your own self to a day like we did at Spa Nirvana, a sanctuary for face and body, a spa day for men and women. The staff is so friendly, the place is clean, looks amazing, and the best of it, they're following the safety guidelines during these current times. Truly a professional environment. The cost isn't bad neither. Make your appointment today. Imagine a day where you can get the most incredible stress-free relaxing massage, body work, facial rejuvenation, and microdermabrasion. They have so much more to offer, including their signature facial services, including an aluminum oxide-free crystal microdermabrasion facial, the lifting facial of mature skin, and the most comprehensive, purifying, deep cleansing facial. Plus, you just can't beat the environment of soothing music healthy snacks and drinks, and you just have to see it for yourself. Guys, it's totally worth it. This is a weekly thing for us now, and I can't wait to go again. This is a Chris Will Highly recommendation. SpaNirvana.com is the website. You can go to ChrisandWill.com for the link as well. Spa Nirvana, 811 Court Street, Clearwater, Florida, 33756. Call 727-447-7546 to make your appointment today. Services are by appointment only and they are filling up fast. So treat yourself, your inner self, to a vacation day at Spa Nirvana. We are honored to welcome best-selling author, Rob Actis. So Rob, wow, where to start? You interviewed us for Podcast Magazine uh, for the fifth volume, it was, back in June of uh, this year. I got to say, what an amazing craftsmanship of putting that article and wording it together. I just, amazing, amazing. And again, Chris and I thank you immensely for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it, you know what? Um, you guys are great guys. I mean, come on, you're the two Prince Charmings, and it was a joy. I, You know, it's interesting because the article is really about 1,100 words. Um, our interview was close to 19,000 words. What? Uh, we had a long <laughs> conversation. And so I had to take the best of the best, and it was a, it was a lot of work to, to pare it down. But what I really want to do is just capture – the essence of Christian will and really uh, put a spotlight on your hearts and wow. just how kind you are and how generous you are and how authentic you are and just what beautiful souls you are. And so um, if I did that and you, that landed for you that way, then, then I'm very happy about that. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Yes. And you know, when we've been talking, because after the interview, you know, we've had a couple of phone calls or whatnot. And I am so grateful for you, Rob. I mean, really, I mean, just, and I know I'm pausing for a moment. 
But, and I guess this is sort of like a prelude to what I'm about to say. The law of action. Powerful, amazing, what a feeling. You know, I, I'm, you're, obviously you're aware of, you know, uh, my, my past or whatever in certain aspects. And it's been tough. Um, I know there was one point to where, um, you know, I, there, I had listened to, actually, let me start that over. Your audio book, The Law of Action, is so powerful. The first two chapters, I felt so much feeling and emotion. I had a breakdown. I did. Because this is, what a story. Can you give our listeners just a, a brief summary of those first two chapters? Because that's how powerful it is. Well, it's chapter one is entitled Your Daughter May Die. And it is about the story of my then 14-year-old daughter who was this amazing, vivacious, just incredible, beautiful soul of a child that when she walked into the room, it just lit up the room mm -hmm. and never was sick, never was a problem, just this, just this great kid. And you know, one of the things I talk about in the book is that at any moment, your life can change like that. Mm -hmm. And it did for us. She um, had a hemorrhage in her brain. She was writing um, in her journal and she was drawing a picture. I actually have a tattoo on my arm of the picture. It was a mermaid. Wow. And she had a headache. And so mom and dad gave her um, some ibuprofen and said, hey, you know, go to sleep and we'll see you in the morning. And I went and got food and fast forward, um, she ended up having a, uh, a stroke wow. at 14 years old. We ended up rushing her to the hospital and they performed emergency um, surgery after she was airlifted by a helicopter to a children's hospital, a uh, Cardin Children's Hospital in, uh, in Arizona. And she was operated on with a 4% chance of survival. Wow. And uh, it was at that moment that her mother and I uh, jumped into massive immediate action. We decided that our daughter is not going to die. Yeah. We planned really quick. And our plan was that we're going to maneuver this uh, institution of healthcare that we've never been a part of. Mm -hmm. And we were going to drive her care. And then the action was we were all in. And we enrolled people in possibility. And we also were very strong advocates for her care. And fast forward now, she recovered. Wow. And that she didn't die. When she was out of her surgery, she was in a coma. She couldn't walk. She couldn't talk. She couldn't use the right side of her body. And sheer will and determination and a plan of action, she started to recover and even her neurosurgeon said, I'm good, but I'm not that good. Wow. And uh, she now has just a little bit of a deficit, but she's now 21 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, she lives in another state and she is prospering. And then during that time, I was so focused on my daughter that I wasn't paying attention to me. Wow. 
Wow. Now, when I was in the hospital with my daughter, Aiden, uh, I gained a lot of weight because I didn't really know what to do other than eat and video and talk to her. That's all I really knew to do. And so I gained a lot of weight. I got up to like, I'm only 5'10", and I got up to like 237 pounds, and I was fat, man. I was like, this is not good. And I made a decision that in order to take care of my family, I needed to take care of myself. Yes. So what I did was I joined an MMA gym. Now, I'm not an athletic person at all, and I was not in good shape, but I did massive immediate action. I jumped in, all in. Um, I started doing Muay Thai. I could barely get through a class maybe 10 minutes or so. Uh And fast forward in just a very short amount of time, I was doing Muay Thai for an hour, boxing for an hour, and working out six days a week. What? And Wow. I know. And so here's the key. Because I didn't have a background in athletics, I assumed something that I shouldn't have assumed. Hmm. I had a charley horse in my leg, and I assumed that was normal for working out. Now, my daughter was paying attention to my health more than me because I was paying attention to her health. And she told me, Dad, I think you have a blood clot. And I'm like, I don't have a blood clot. She goes, Dad, we discovered that you gave me possible blood clot because you have Leiden factor five, which is a blood clotting disorder, and I have it, so I think you have a blood clot. And I go, I don't. I'm young, I'm healthy, I'm in the best shape of my life, I fight, I'm getting ready to do, um, you know, in the cage, and I'm ready to fight, you know? Yeah. And I was in tremendous shape. And my daughter said, Dad, you have a blood clot. Well, I ignored that sign. And what happened was... uh, I had the worst pain of my life when I was out at a social event and I had this feeling overcome me like, I feel like I'm going to die. And then I said to myself, whoa, I never thought I would ever have that feeling. And how do I know what that feeling is? Mm -hmm. So I was rushed to the hospital. They did the ultrasound and they discovered that I had a blood clot. However, not just a little blood clot, which you would imagine would be like just a little blockage in my vein, in my leg, it was actually a solid mass from the top of my hip down to my ankle. And um, the doctor looked at me and goes, I don't even know how you're alive, let alone you have a leg. Wow, that, that's just, how did you survive that? I mean, what, what was uh, your, your mindset, I guess? My mindset was, first of all, I was on morphine for about seven days, so my mindset was pretty crazy at that time. Uh-huh. Um, I was going through a divorce. My daughter was not living with me, only part-time, and I was living by myself. Uh-huh. So my thought was, I need to recover, Yeah. and I also need to be the best me that I can be. Now, here's the, the, the rub of this. The doctor looked at me and said, hey, Rob, this is really bad. And I said, oh, okay. And I wasn't understanding what really bad meant. And he goes, we're going to send you home. We're going to get you on blood thinners. And you, and that's all I heard. I'm like, oh, great. He goes, no. We can't do anything for you because it is such a serious mass. Wow. And I go, what does that mean? He goes, you need to take it easy for the next three and a half months, three to four months. And I'm like, 
okay, I don't know how to take it easy. I'm self-employed. I need to work. And he goes, here's the reality, man. If you don't take it easy, he said, you're going to die. And I'm like, oh, okay, you got my attention. Mm-hmm. And so then he explained to me that if you don't take it easy, there's there's little blood clots that are like little slivers that are inside your va- your mass that are loose. And if one goes loose, it'll go to your heart or your lung. And I said, oh, so I just go to the emergency room and then they fix me? He goes, no, you're going to go to the emergency room. You're going to have a massive stroke or they're going to prepare for your imminent death. I'm like, message received. Got it. Yeah. So I stopped my whole life. Wow. Not a pleasant thing. Yeah. And during that time, I had a lot of time to think as you do when you are doing nothing because you have a child and you want to be there for her and you don't want to die. Right. Yeah. You know, one thing that in, I don't know what chapter it was, there was a mention of reverse engineering and it's about deciding what, what you want it to look like. So basically like, cause the three laws, the law of action is decide, plan, act. So when you're going through all this, you know, I'm pretty sure there had to be numerous amount of moments where you're, you're like, okay, maybe you skipped a step or because so much was happening, it just either you gave up or you didn't know what to do. So go into a little bit more about this reverse engineering, because I'm very, very curious about this. So um, you'll hear a little emotion in my voice. That's um, fine. That's hit a, fine. Hit, hit, hit a core. Um, I went to some really dark places when I was not doing anything. Um, it was a very, very scary time for me. And so you bringing up the reverse engineering is John F. Kennedy said, we need to go to the moon. And the way they discovered how to go to the moon was they went to the moon and they went backwards and they did all the steps necessary. And that's how they got to the moon. And so what I did was reverse engineer was, um, I'm not going to die. And then I went back and did all the steps that I needed to do to not die. And then in addition to that, I really worked hard on my mindset. Mm -hmm. And during that time, um, Previously to that, I had narrated Hal Elrod's amazing book, The Miracle Morning, and a couple of his other books in the series. And so I was very attuned to gratitude and affirmation. Yes. So that's one of the things that I did in respect to reverse engineering to not die, was I did a lot of gratitude and I did my affirmations. And I really was conscious of every little step that I took and everything was a very calculated risk. The only thing I really did in regards to movement, which I shouldn't have even done, but I had to because of the divorce situation was I got in my car and I put on my compression socks and I went from my ankle to my thigh, which were just so adorable. And <laughs> I, I put on pants too. I didn't just go to school this way. And I picked up my daughter from school and I drove her home. 
Wow. I know you find that funny, but I'm like, I don't want people to think, yeah, I just went to pick up my daughter's school <laughs> in compression socks. No, I put on pants. No, it's I'm saying, laughing because how are you describing it? It just, it's a good laugh. It's not like, it's a very good laugh. And I think, like, laughing is like a way to, like from a, a, a different perspective, I guess. So it was a positive, I can assure you that. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I had to laugh in bed. I'm like, seriously? Like I've, so here's the thing is that I have a great life. I had a great life before this happened. I mean, I was at the top of my game in being a voice actor. I've been a successful entrepreneur. I was at the top of my game in the audiobook world. I mean, come on, I'm narrating all of Hal Elrod's books and I did Honoré Quarter's book and multiple books. And I was doing really, really well. And um, I thought to myself, that's great. And I do make a difference in people's lives in the audiobooks. The national TV commercials, not so much. Oh. So in regards to reverse engineering, I really went back and had my life replay for me. And I said, no, how did my life occur? And where did I have success? And where did I have failure? And out of that, I discovered that when I was in, which I call the law of action now, in momentum and in my flow of things that I should be doing, yeah. like voiceovers and creating and making a difference in people's lives, everything was so easy. Now, I opened up a, a smoothie restaurant, which was just a business that I would just kind of fell into. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of friction and it didn't flow. Oh. And so I looked at my life of where life flowed and where there was friction. Okay. And I'm like, wow. So when I took inspired action towards my purpose and in flow, everything came so natural and so easy. And when I really trusted the process and the universe got a hold of that, if I was somewhere and I was really in flow and things were just moving along amazingly, people that I had no connection with appeared in my life and opportunities appeared in my life. So the law of action is based on deciding, planning, and act. And when you have that momentum, the universe rewards that and acknowledges you for it. And amazing things happen. I agree. Right. I agree. And Chris and I, I think it was yesterday, perhaps, we had this conversation. We were talking about whoever came up with the phrase or the quote, opportunity knocks. It's totally opposite of that because what I just heard is that opportunity doesn't knock you go to opportunity and like you were saying you know just strangers who are appearing out of nowhere coming to you that's because you attracted and took action i love it it's amazing yes yeah, so you're raising your vibration and when you raise your vibration and you become the person that they're looking for, they find you. Yeah. Just like you guys. So you have success based on the fact that you're living the law of action. You're deciding, and then you're planning, and then you're acting. You're not just like, well, someday we're going to do this, or someday, or someday. And people take notice on a subconscious level, and they become attracted to you. I mean, my family has no concept of how I make a living because what do I do for a living? I talk. 
and yeah. why I know the people that I know. And it all has to do with who I am as a person and the vibration that I put out there that attracts that. Yes! <laughs> we have that same problem. We, everybody, people will go into the conversation and they're like, how do you get paid? And it's like, well, we get paid for doing what we do. Yes! You don't get, you don't work all the time. It's like, well, that's the nature of the business. That's the nature of the job. So we're fortunate enough to where I don't have to clock in nine to five. And, um, you know, so it's hard to explain that to them because sometimes they want to be a part of that, but you try to explain how they can be a part of it. They don't quite get that Uh concept because they're used to traditional flowing ways. They're used to how, uh, how they're taught, not by how they feel. Yeah. And so we are very blessed. Now, um, when I work with my uh, coaching clients, I just, I just was having a conversation last week with a new coaching client, and they're very successful. They make a lot of money, and they're miserable, and they want to get to the next level of their business because they're like, hey, it's a game. And she's like, look, I have done really, really well. And I want to get to the next level. And we had a detailed conversation, and she is miserable. She's not in flow. Uh-huh. She's not doing what she wants to do. So no matter how much money she makes, it doesn't. it's not enough, and it doesn't matter. She's not having fun with it because what she's doing is so miserable because all she's doing it for is to make money, and she hates it. So like, if you pay someone a million dollars, to do something they absolutely hate, that they despise, guess what? It's always like, is the juice worth the squeeze? Oh. And that million, you could, there's jobs that you could pay me a million dollars for. I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't do it. And the reality is, is that when people are in flow and they're living in momentum with inspired action, even if they make less money, they're happier. However, the way the universe works is they're in flow. It's coming naturally. And there's just this law of abundance that just occurs when you're happy. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Well, here's a, here, here's a good question. And it kind of backtracks a little bit. What is your thought process on mind over matter? I'm all about the mind and Everything is mindset to me. It, it's uh-huh. all about intention and mindset and purpose and your being of your soul. Yes. Like, right. so I don't let outside influences impact me. Um, I have a good, a good friend uh, named Travis, and he always says, just stay in your bliss bubble. Because there's a lot of nonsense going on in this world right now, right. and it's a really scary time. It's scary for me. I know it's scary for you. I know it's scary for the listeners. And guess what? The majority of it is you have no control, and the majority of it, it doesn't impact you in any way. And Absolutely. the way that you can actually get through this is to get in back deep into yourself and be very gracious for what you do have and not what you don't have amazing yeah absolutely wow so when you and i'm not referring to monetization yes i'm talking about keep you know life is really all about 
relationships and people. Monetary's monetary, but people in your life are worth far more than any monetary possession or dollar amount you can have in your life. Because Absolutely. I know friends that are eight-figure multi-multi-millionaires, and they are miserable, and they have all this money, and they have no one really in their lives. And I, I, I was just talking to somebody the other day. He goes, I would trade all my money just to have the friendships that I see that you have, Rob. I would give all of my money away. And so I'm working with him on his mindset to really be a lot softer and more kinder and not focused on the almighty dollar, which all he has done. He has, right. he has left a wath of destruction and really annihilated people. And now he's at the top. And guess what? He's miserable. Yeah. Well, we kind of practice that same mentality. We sit there and go, you know, success to us is not um, success to us is not what we have. It's mm -hmm. where we've gone. Yes. And, you know, and where we continue to go, because, you know, I need money to pay my bills, but I, I don't have to have money other for the other than that reason. But if I don't have the money to pay that bill, I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to fall apart. I'm just going to figure out the next way to get through it, and I'm going to succeed that. So our mindset has always been success is driven by where we've come from, where we go, and where we continue to go, and not by all the different things that I have that I've purchased and what's in the account, what's not in the account, and awards and all that other stuff. That stuff is wonderful, but that stuff is not my necessity. Right. And, you know, the one thing that's going on right now that people really should pay attention to is this is going to be called in my world, the great pause. This is an opportunity because the world is essentially shut down that I've never in a million years thought would ever happen. And you get to reinvent yourself. Yes. yes. You <laughs> get to be whoever you want to be right now, because we will get through this. And if you're, you can be, you, this is the time for reinvention and it's the great pause. Just take a pause and go, my life sucks. I don't like my life the way it is. Great. So here's a blank canvas. Start today. And the great pause has given you this opportunity to start creating from today. So speaking of that a little bit here, here would roll into the next question. Because going into, obviously, with all the layoffs that are going on across this country right now, or across the world, and we have a lot of friends that have been laid off, that has been specifically with what they call their dream job. They've been there for 20, 30, some of them, 40 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that job is all they know. That's all they know. That's all they've done. They don't know anything outside of that job. And now what they thought was job security or what they thought that company uh, was giving to them does not exist. So now they've been laid off. Now they have to now they have to really figure themselves out and find that change and take that canvas and start painting, just like you said. So how would you suggest for a person to get past the emotions of what has just happened? Because some of them want to blame themselves. It says I should have done something different sooner. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them, they, they, they're scared. They're afraid. They're angry. They're everything. They're afraid of 
stuff that could happen that hasn't happened they're all over the place with it so how would you suggest to them to start painting their canvas by bypassing those emotions so what should they do to paint that canvas without regret or uh, negativity well first of all my heart goes out to them and i want the people that are listening to know that we've all had these setbacks when this pandemic hit um i own two brick and mortar businesses um one of them was shut down for two months the other one is a very um uh, a business that is is really tied to high-income individuals and they're right. just not spending the money my income dropped probably between march and april i don't know 70 yeah. percent uh it was terrifying and so what i did was i just went ahead and reverse engineered as we say and got into action and what i did was i wanted to get back to my income to where it was and i also knew that it was an opportunity to create other things i had been on stages and i was out in public all the time so over this time i did the great pause and i did what i call the shift and i shifted from all of my non-virtual activities that i was generating revenue from to going virtual well i didn't know how to do that so i went and learned it so in regards to people that are have their dream job everybody has incredible incredible knowledge and skills and you need to know that there are people out there that are willing able and dying to pay you for what's in your brain if a job is something you have to have to have you can keep looking but in the meantime you don't need to be watching netflix you don't need to be watching hulu and you certainly don't need to be watching the news like if right. you're depressed and you're stressed out and you're losing your freaking mind, you need to turn off the news. Yep. Wow. And the other thing is, is come on, man, give yourself a break. Stop beating yourself up. And what I say in that is that, look, Hal talks about this in the miracle morning. You need to take responsibility for way, the way your life is today. You made decisions and that's where you are. You went left, you went right, you did this, you did that, you did that. And that's where your life is today. Right. And it's not saying to blame yourself. What it is, is you take responsibility. Because if you now take responsibility, like, you know what? I made those decisions. That means that you are in control and you have the power. And as of right now, you can make the decision and take responsibility to go a different direction. Wow. Wow. So talking on that, because there's a particular chapter and there's a very long, uh, you had talked about something and I kind of put all of what you had mentioned into a, a summarized quote. Um, if you decide based on fear that you are not going to do something and you miss out on an amazing experience or opportunity, whose fault is it? It's your fault. Don't miss the shot by not taking it. Never let fear stop you. When it's motivation that's lacking, what if you aren't afraid, just unmotivated? That, when I heard that, that just was, I don't wanna say a slap in the face. I wanna say a wake up call. I wanna say, man, I wouldn't even say direct. I would say, 
Man, you're called out. Time to get up. So an example that um, was brought up by you, Rob, was making your bed. Again, the law of action. Decide, <laughs> yeah, plan, <exactly>. act. <laughs> Why is making your bed really important? <laughs> so I've been making my bed for probably 18, 20 years, maybe. Um, and religiously, probably 15. And then I've seen over the last couple of years that um, people are starting to talk about that. And uh, I'm not claiming that I'm the first one to ever make my bed, but I've been doing it a long time. And the one reason that I did it was I had a friend uh, named Doug McCoy used to work with, and he told me, he said, when you get out of bed, make your bed. You're setting the stage for what is going to occur during the day. And even if everything else fails in the rest of the day, you, at the end of your day, as you're, you're going over your day and you're decompressing, you get to see one accomplishment that you did something and you made your bed. And I'm not talking about making it sloppy. When I make my bed, I've got a bunch of pillows and my bed looks nice. And the reason I do that um, is because it's really a barometer for my day. So um, I had a friend, Andrea, and used, used to work with me and I work out of my house and um, she used to come over the day and she could tell if my bed wasn't made perfectly. You know, Rob, what's going on? What are you stressed about? What's this? It's actually a barometer for your day. Uh -huh. So my friends now, when they come over, if it's during the day, they'll run upstairs and they'll see what my bed is. Um, and they can get a barometer of what the bed is. But it's a way to start your day, and it's a conscious habit. And if you're like, if I can do this habit, just like brushing your teeth, it's a habit. Yeah. You know, you brush your teeth every day. Make your bed every day. And wow. it's a really way to take charge of your life. And it sounds trite and people make fun of it. But if you do it for 30 days, you'll be amazed at how different you look and perceive what's going on in your life. And, you know, right. you had mentioned um, your friend Andrea. One of the things that you had mentioned is when you feel like you got to do everything yourself, ask for help. And this term sounds like a smuggle uh, I don't even know how to describe it because it's like so many things in one. A sloganizer. How would you say yeah. that helps? Well, so I talk about flow and it was great because I always talk about flow and she does a thing called sloganize. And sloganize is really organization that flows. And, you know, the one thing that's so important in our world is our space. Uh -huh. And... Um, you know, I'm sitting here in my car in my garage. When Andrea met me, I couldn't get my car in the garage. I'd just gone through a divorce and everything was in the garage and I couldn't get my beautiful car in the garage. And I'm sitting in my garage right now. Um, and it's amazing because there's not a lot of stuff and uh -huh. I keep getting rid of more stuff. Huh. You know, stuff has energy and you really want to clear out energy. It yeah. sucks the life out of you. So as someone who has ADD, um, I tend to clutter and I tend to have stuff. And so I work better out of clutter. It's just hard for me to get there. So I asked for help and I got it from Andrea and she really transformed my life in decluttering, but it wasn't just getting rid of the stuff. It was getting rid of the emotional attachment to the stuff. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, 
let me ask you this. What what kind of, I know you have a, a good terminology, but I want the listeners to kind of hear it in detail. What would you describe in the best way the term failure? How would you identify failure? It's a learning moment and we all fail. Like we all fail. I just failed and I, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I failed. I was, if, to go back to you being responsible. So I have a hard drive. It had a lot of stuff on there. Audio files of audio books, photographs, graphics. Um, it was, it was my storage drive. It was over one terabyte of stuff. Wow. It failed. Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, and I, <laughs> I curled up on the floor in the fetal position for a while. And mm-hmm. it wasn't days. It was maybe like hours. No, it was just minutes. But <laughs> I was very upset. So that was a mechanical failure. However, I felt like a failure because so generally you would say I'm a failure and I failed because I didn't back up that backup of a hard drive. So I have no backups. All this lost. Um, the data people say it's going to be like three or $4,000 to recover that. That's an incredible amount of money for a failure. I could beat myself up continually. So instead of me like beating myself up, I got to the realization of like, look, I'm responsible. I chose not to have a different backup solution for that. And I trusted that the technology would work. So I could beat myself up. No, I'm going to figure out a way to get that data back because it's important. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to learn from it. So I went out and I can't believe I didn't know about this, but there are companies that you can pay them like a hundred dollars a year and it magically goes up onto their server instead of not move, but it's magic. It's like automatically and it backs up all your stuff. Yes. So I learned from the failure because I look at failure as always a learning moment. And now my stress is so much less because it just magically works. It's backed up all my other hard drives. It was $100 a year, and it's not going to be $3,000. So that was a $3,000 lesson. And anytime there's failure and there's cost involved in it, it's just like hiring a coach. You're paying to get that information. It's just like going to um, a doctor. They're giving you the answers, and it's kind of like this. You can pay now or you can pay later. So the trick is to pay attention to how you're running your life and how you're managing your life. Because when you don't pay attention, that's when failure occurs. And it's based on not paying attention to the decisions that you make, because ultimately you're responsible for your decisions. Right. Absolutely. So what would you say to people that, um, because see, I view it the same way. I look at, I, I identify failure as a learning experience that you learn from it and you move from it. Um, that's what I identify as failure. But for some people, uh, they don't look at it that way. They look at it more like regret. So what would you say the difference or the balance would be between failure and regret? Um, failure happens. I mean, it's just part, things happen in the world. I mean, it just happens. My dishwasher just broke. The hard drive broke. The, the key is, is that, If you're beating yourself up, the way you can look at it is this, 
and I looked and I've told many people this, you know, you love yourself, right? So if you love yourself, would you ever say to another person you love, your wife, your girlfriend, your spouse, your daughter, um, your best friend, the things that you say to yourself about yourself. Hmm. And people are so hard on themselves, they would never say the things they say to themselves to anybody else. Mm -hmm. So if you love yourself, and the reason, you know, why would you never talk, you know, um, you and I are dear friends now. So I would never say anything bad to you because I care about you. I don't want to hurt your feelings. However, people will say terrible, terrible things to themselves, and that's okay. No, it's not. So the way that I live my life is I live in the very present moment. I cannot change what just occurred at 11 o'clock this morning. I can't change it. So anything that happened at 11 o'clock, it doesn't matter. So if you're depressed, you're in essence living in the past. And if you have a lot of anxiety, you're living in the future. So Uh right now, people in this COVID thing and this pandemic have a lot of anxiety because they're paying attention to the media and the media telling them that it's the end of the world, in essence. And it's not the end of the world. Look outside. It's a beautiful day. The sun's shining in different parts of the country. There's beautiful weather of rain and whatever's going on. But the fact is, you're alive. Yes. I live every day like I want to be alive because... I've almost died multiple times. I've had a 357 Magnum put to my forehead in an armed robbery. It was right pressed up against my forehead, the barrel. That's almost dying. I've almost drowned. I got caught in a rip current, and I floated out to the ocean. The most terrifying thing, I almost died. I almost drowned when I was a little kid. I, got, I fell into a pool when I was five years old. I almost died. Wow. I live every day like I want to be alive. I'm joyful to be here, and every moment is precious. And that's how you should live your life, because at any moment, it can be gone. Wow. Right. Wow, that's that's a moment right there, I do got to say. Yeah. And that struck, that, that I apologize for the, the stumbling, but you hit a trigger point there. So, Wow. That's amazing, Rob. Really amazing. And, you know, I think that with what you do, life changer, definitely. I mean, because why wouldn't it be? Which brings me to this point. So many times in this audiobook, I kept on listening to why can't you? Why not you? You just fill in. I want I don't want to say fill in the blank but you fill in the rest but the answer is you can you deserve it don't hold yourself back explain that because that is amazing to me people go through life thinking they need permission did Chris and Will go through life and ask permission hey I want permission to start a podcast I want permission to work with Disney I want permission to be on Hannah Montana no they declared it and they took action, and they did it. Wow. It's really that simple. Wow. Wow. Like, so, how uh, Elrod, did, did he ask permission to write a best-selling book that sold millions and millions of copies that has transformed people's morning routines? No. 
he decided to write a book and he decided that he was going to package it's no secret and he admits this and it it's i love that about him what he did was he took other other people's morning routines every different and then he just combined them all into the miracle morning and packaged it i didn't invent action i'm not the only action person i gave myself permission to be mr action and it's amazing because my grandmother has been calling me mr action since i was five years old and (laughs) people are starting to call me mr action i didn't ask permission i did it i took massive inspired action and did it people ask wait to ask permission well do you think it'd be okay if i started a business i couldn't really start a business because well you know i couldn't no one's going to give you permission just do it yeah trust in yourself you are worthy of being the best someone's got to be at the top of the heap why not you yeah right absolutely failure does not exist there you go and i mean on the point of that worthiness the phrase i am worthy i am worthy worthiness feeling worth that to me is the the phrase i'm not worthy is a lie and when i heard that i was just like i am worthy done why absolutely yeah how do you feel about that we we all have feelings of unworthiness and it's how we take that and grow from it mm-hmm. you know um it, it it it's it's unfortunate that humans have this feeling of unworthiness um i work with some really peak performer uh mostly women and they have this unworthiness about them. They're successful and they will only get so far in success and then they self-sabotage because they don't feel they're worthy to make seven figures or they don't figure they're worthy to have a business that's really extraordinary. They just, just enough. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, oh, I'm just barely. And it, it's just, and when you can overcome that and realize that you are worthy, and that you don't have to ask permission, and that you're this incredible, extraordinary human being that can really do anything, then life will happen for you. But once again, life is not a dress rehearsal. This is what we got. Uh And it can end tomorrow. It could end today. Or someone in your life, someone in your life's life could end today. It's, It's a very fragile ecosystem of human and how we all you know, work with each other. But a lot of people go through life thinking, I'll do it next month. Mm -hmm. I'll do it next year. I'll do it. There's no guarantee that you're going to have that. So when is, Tony Robbins says this, when is now a good time? Like now, like now, Mm -hmm. like do it now. What are you waiting for? Do it now. Right. Yep. So before we start wrapping this up, I, there's two parts to this question. Uh, one, what advice would you give to people on moving on through the rest of this year? And two, when New Year's Eve comes around and everybody does their New Year's resolution, 
Do you think that people should say, I wish for a better year because I hated 2020? Or do you think they should look at it differently and kind of ignore back of what 2020 was? So what would you say their outlook should be for 2021? I think your outlook should be today. Like today is all we have. Just today, like right now. You know, we don't know what, you know, I keep I keep joking around and then I'm seeing here people I was joking around all the time saying, you know, we've had the pandemic, we had the killer uh, murder beetle, we had um, just all this, you know, the monkeys that are overrunning, you know, cities and other parts of the world and all this crazy going. I said, man, and every day there was something going on. It was almost like reading the National Enquirer. And I started joking around to people saying, I'm just waiting for the aliens to land. (laughs) And then, I mean, you know, and people were laughing about that. And then I discovered that now that the government has said that they've officially declared that there are unidentified flying vehicles and they have a new name for it and they have a special task force for it. And that, and all these people are coming out of the woodwork saying, Oh, they're here and they're coming. I'm like, you know, so we don't know. So the next thing in the next hour, we could have an alien invasion. So, it's all about living in the present moment. If you can just live right now, you will be, look, my life is not perfect. And I smile all the time. And I always feel like I'm in a good mood because look, I can't change what's going to be in the future. Mm -hmm. All I can do is be in the present moment and just love that moment. And really love the people in your life. Like the people that you may not be able to see, get on Zoom calls and have them in your life. They And I'll tell you one thing, the extroverts really need a lot of attention. I'm an extrovert and it's better now because we're getting out into the wild. But when we were just really locked down, I was losing my freaking mind. Like I was losing my freaking mind. I hugged 40 people a day and I didn't touch anybody except my wife for like, and not that she's not great, and she gives me lots of hugs, but I'm like, I want to interact and yeah. communicate and connect on a human basis. And that has really been difficult. So to, to round it back, be present, be present, be present. It, nice. In regards to New Year's, you know what? I, I'm not going to look back and say 2020 sucked because 2020 was not comfortable. I honestly don't believe it sucked. The one right. thing that I learned from 2020 is what's important in this world. Uh-huh. Who the real people are in my life that are in my circle, that are got my back, uh-huh. that are my tribe, yep. that are my family. And I call them family. They're the friends that the family that you get to pick. Right. Um, a lot of people have revealed their true colors during this pandemic. Oh, yeah. They were very close friends of mine. And... As we progress, they're not going to be in my life. Yep. They're just not. And I'm grateful for that. That's worth all of this because we got decades to go. And so if it was this pause now, and if you look at it as a gift as opposed to bad, and I know people are suffering. I know. I know. And I'm working with as many people as I can that are um, to really help them and give them some guidance. And it's a really difficult time. 
And if you look and get excited about that, you're responsible and you get to take um, charge of your life. If you lost your job, great. This is an opportunity for the universe, just like they did for me. I was working too hard at a blood clot for you to have a decision to do something else. Mm -hmm. And what is it? What makes you happy? What lights you up? Create a a shop on Etsy. Uh, Do arts and crafts. Do There's so much to do. So when New Year's rolls around, I'm going to be surrounded by my core people. We've already decided that. It's not going to be a big extravagant party. And we're going to ring in the new year in a very uh, connected way. Yes. grateful for what we have gone through and that we're all locked in arms and we're going through 2021. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So where can people find your book and where can people find you and your services? You can find my book. Um, So I got to tell you, I've been so blessed to do the Miracle Morning um, audiobooks with Hal Elrod. And I've done um, uh, Ed Rush's book, The 21 Day Miracle. You can go to audible.com and you can type in my name, Rob Actis, and my 33 books or 34 books will all appear. And they're all great books. They're just life-changing books, um, including my book, The Law of Action. And if you like listening to my voice, you can listen to my voice for many, many hours. <laughs> so um, I'd be thrilled if you'd listen to the book. And, and I love that uh, Will got so much out of the book. Uh, yes, it, he it, did. It, it, you know, what makes the book, what I love about The Law of Action audiobook is you get to hear my voice. Yeah. You also get to hear my daughter's voice. And you get to hear her mom's voice. And then you get to hear about 13 or 14 other people's voices. Because I interviewed some really amazing entrepreneurs and other thought leaders. And they shared their stories of where they took massive inspired action and had success. And where they didn't take massive inspired action based on fear and the consequence. Uh And the consequences, you know, Will, were huge. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think the audiobook is is so powerful in that you get to hear my voice, you get to hear my emotion, and that you get to hear, you get to feel my energy. Yeah. Um, you can reach me at easy domain. It's robactus.com, and you can see um, what we're offering. We got some new uh, courses coming out that are going to be really fun. Uh, we have one coming out. It's not out yet, but I'll tease it here. It's called the Daily Dose, and it's going to be in a deliverable that no one has really ever experienced before. Very few people. And I'm super excited about that. Um, it's going to be an audio course, but the deliverable, how it's going to be delivered is going to be truly no friction and just flow. So there's a tease for that. Uh And then you can get the law of action.com. You can get the book, the law of action there. And I have, it's a, it's actually Mr virtual Mr. Action. He's a, he's a interactive chat guy and he's the virtual Mr. Action and you can get, it's called the law of action action pack. It's oh, got wow. some audio in there and it has a little bit of the book and uh, that's kind of the stuff. And then also I've got the live in the law of action podcast. And uh, I just did a new podcast. It's called men in action. And then also if you're into podcasts, which I definitely am, you can check me out on the Hot 50 Countdown on iTunes. It's Podcast Magazine's Countdown of the 50 Best Podcasts as chosen by the listeners of Podcast Magazine. And you got to tell you, Chris and Will, 
I'm going to do it right now for you. Look, ladies and gentlemen, Chris and Will are amazing, and we want everybody to hear their podcast. So I invite you to go to podcastmagazine.com slash hot50 and vote for Chris and Will. Do it on a daily basis, and let's get them as the top 50 podcast magazine charts and get them on the Hot 50 countdown. I would love to introduce you guys as like, you know, now in the charts, Chris and Will at number wow. 22, or started at number 10, or they went to number one, and then interview you and play your show. So there's my plug for you guys, because I think you're great. And Thank I'm you. thrilled to be here and that you invited me to, to be a part of your family. Um, I'm just really excited to be here. And I, I just wish you guys tremendous success. You guys are, you know, the two Prince Charmings. Well, what can I say? Wow. <laughs> well, we definitely appreciate yes. that and everything <laughs> that you've, you've done for us and continue to do. And we, of course, look forward to a, an amazing future Yes. Uh, along the road. But thank you so much for being on our show and just being a part of us and uh-huh. being a part of our listeners' lives, our fans' lives, and just everybody's lives. I mean, we need these type of people in our life right now. I agree. So it's a good thing. And so we definitely appreciate it. And as I tell a lot of people, you know, always know you're appreciated and you always know that you're loved, at least by us and mm-hmm. by many, many other people that you just don't know. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm thrilled to be here. And I'm glad that we finally were able to match our schedules to make this happen. And it's great because if we would have, you know, that's the thing about life is it's all perfect and it's imperfection and everything happens at the right time. So had we done the podcast, this interview for your show uh, a month ago, I never would have been able from the bottom of my heart, invite your listeners because you guys might not do it because, oh, we don't want to ask them. But I asked for you to get you to be on the Hot 50 because wow. it's well-deserved. And wow. so it was perfect. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> well, we do appreciate that. We absolutely do. Well, Rob, thank you again. We wish you total well, and we will most definitely be in touch. And we look forward to a lot of things to come. Yes. Absolutely. I want to leave the listeners with one thing that I say on the countdown, and I say it very, very often, and that is take time to breathe. Don't let fear stop you and live a life of massive inspired action. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. I took a breath. I did. (laughs) Boy, it wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Rob, thank you again, and uh, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, great conversation. <laughs> I hope I added some sure. value. Yes, 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 yes. All right, buddy. We'll take care. Thanks, guys. Have a beautiful day. What a great way to start off the holidays and your New Year's with positivity. Staying positive. Of course. And you know, we want to thank Rob for giving us that positivity and telling us how to do it correctly and keep up with it. And of course, coming on our show to give us another great episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will. Yep. And you got to go to our official website, chrisandwill.com, Instagram at chris.and.will. And Facebook under The Real Prince Charming. Yes, and you know, we want to thank all of you for joining us and keeping us going. And don't forget to give Rob a ring and get the book. It's so worth it. Oh my gosh, it is so worth it. Okay, so Rob is such a great friend and a wonderful person. 
please, please be sure to go to his website at robactis.com. That's R-O-B-A-C-T-I-S.com. And remember, we appreciate you guys. You know, we want to wish you the best positive vibes ever. You know it. And just note, staying focused and staying positive to bring positivity is hard, but keep on it. Focus on you and your goals and don't give up. You got this. Remember, we are always here for you when you need us. So feel free to message us. Always tell yourself to focus on your own style and to love yourself and the world will love you in return. But for now, you guys, we got to go. Bye. Bye. Today's episode was a Chris Will production broadcasted live on several media platforms. Show host Christopher L. Ante and William Ramos Jr. Show guest Rob Actis. Show introduction voiceover Tony Ross. Produced by Chris Will, a Cali, New York company. Copyright Chris Will, all rights reserved. ChrisandWill.com for contact details. Produced December 2020.